listeners, welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Hello, beautiful listeners. Hi. Here we are again. It turns out she's psychic. Season two, episode two. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it was so good to hear everyone excited that we were back last week. It was so good just to get back into that boom, boom, boom of communication. I think it was it was fun to get messages and yeah. um, let people letting people know, letting us know, people yes. letting us know um, <laughs> that they were glad we were back, which is good because we're glad to be back too. So glad. And one thing that uh, you just reminded me of was that a couple of people have recently got in touch from Perth talking about just finding our podcast in the mm. midst of their bushfires and oh, yeah. they found it at a good time and they're really happy and they've binged us. So yeah. how cool is that? So glad to be a method of support. Yeah, in such a shitty, shitty time. Yeah, that is Stay suck. safe. It's like a double suckness. Yeah. COVID, lockdown and fires. Like it's just an impossible situation really. Yeah. And still amidst all of that, getting in touch with us to yeah. say how much you love us. So we feel the love and thank you. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. that's something you just reminded me of. Yes. And Americans, we've been in touch with some Americans. So it's, it's yeah, it's a lot. There's, um, everywhere. Yeah. So we hope you're all well. Thank you so much for getting in contact with us and sharing some love. We love it. And yeah, on with the show today. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about, Tracy? We're going to talk about surviving death from Netflix the series. series. Yes, we Netflix put out something on Instagram about have you seen it? Do you have questions? What are your thoughts? Because I watched it, Tracy, and I had lots of questions, <laughs> or more just sort of um, exclamation marks at certain points in the show, and. Yeah, I had some questions for you and some of my friends had questions like just, oh, what does that mean? Or what is that? And albeit you are who you are and I know that your experiences, like everyone's experiences are different and you experience things in what you do differently to everybody else. But yeah, I just thought some chats about different things from that show would be cool. A lot of it's the same. Like a lot of people in my industry, yeah, you're right, like everyone does it individually and you've got your own unique experiences and how you do it and all of that but as a whole it all kind of the like it all works the same yes um and sometimes there's there's some language changes there like there's some language that people would use that um maybe some of our listeners wouldn't really understand um and I find that um I find that I try I don't know like because I I think I've spoken about this before, like depending on who I'm talking to, my vocabulary will change and my language will change around spirituality. Um, But I don't see the point in using words that um, not everyone are going to understand. Or if it's like I'm going to understand it or explain it, I want to have to explain it in the simplest form and then get more advanced rather than go the advanced form and then have to come back. Yeah. So um, there's just some some things there that might have been confusing with um, certain terms and language. Um, But... I was saying it to you over the weekend that it's funny how the things that I listen to in my free time and like my self and personal interest really has nothing to do with spirituality. And I would probably never have watched the Surviving Death series on my own because apart from one episode, the rest of them, it's just, that's just my life. Like it does, yes. it's not outstanding to me. It's not like, whoa, it's not, none of it is something that I question like I listened to, there was one particular man during the series that was in a few of the episodes that was the guy who lost the dad. Yes. And he's in a few of those episodes and he talks about how like he was a skeptic and then he just wants that one thing that makes him just know, like if they're there and you ask them for that one thing, why wouldn't they do it to validate it? Like why wouldn't they do it? And the thing is though that that they're not out to validate for you. Yes. He and I was kind of a bit frustrated that the that the series lacked that perspective in terms of how to educate the people who had a certain idea of how it should be. Even though he was becoming a believer, 
and someone who was like definitely something going on there's still many questions there were a lot of things in that series that their questions could have been answered quite simply and and that was a bit frustrating for me because the people watching it like I know a lot of our listeners did um or will after this episode (laughs) but um it, there, there were a lot of things that could have been cleared up immediately. What would you say to someone like him? What would your take on it be? If you could talk to him, what would you say? Okay, so first of all, people like me, mediums, we're not out to convince anyone. We're not out to convince you that who we're talking to is who we're talking to. We are simply the messenger and don't shoot the messenger. Yes, I understand that there are many, 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 many mediums, especially in history and like like they talk about the the charlatans and and the fakes and all of that. Um, There's all of that. But for most of us that do it now, especially the ones that are out in the professional space, like we, we're like, we're too exposed to be bullshit artists. We really are. Um, Spirit just corrected me just then. And they're just like, no, there's a few. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) let's not go there. That's not what this is about, guys. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That can be another episode, maybe. I don't think so. But anyway. Oh, I don't think, you know, we're not going to go there. But I suppose that's good to be wary of. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, I think because I spoke so generalized just then, and they don't like it when I do that, especially when it's information that's going out there that people are taking as not gospel, but people are really taking as their education. So I've got to be really correct. But anyway. No, thank you. Fair call. Fair call. Uh, um, so first of all, we're not yes. out to convince you and it's not our job to convince you. So don't put it on the medium. Yes. Second of all, spirit, when people die and they cross over, they're not there. They're not, they don't exist in the human consciousness anymore, obviously. So they don't have this recognition of needing to prove something to you. They don't understand the need to validate themselves they don't understand the need to um to convince or prove there is none of that for them they basically just come through and do what they do and rely on the medium to translate that or the human that's experiencing the encounter to to translate that and interpret that but if you say out loud hey dad comment on my hair and then I'll know that you're there. That happens a lot in this room. Like people will say, oh, I asked them to say something or send me a message. And if you can tell me what that is, it What's happened a at one of code word. Yeah, yeah. It happened at one of my live events when I went on tour and the man said, I was speaking to his brother and he's, he said, oh, my brother and I always said that if one of us died first, that we would come back and haunt them, but we would do it in these three ways. If you can give me one of those ways, I'll believe that you're legit. And it's like, it's not if I'm legit. Yes. Like, fuck off. Sorry. I understand it. Like, I get it. But at the same time, don't do that at my event, for starters. <laughs> but anyway, um, and it came through, all I could see was a matchbox. And he just nodded at me and looked at me like he had seen a ghost because it was obviously a hit. Like, it was obviously it was one, it was of, some, one of those things. But what we will get is, like this, like the medium said as she was walking out the door, I believe she turned around and said something, oh, and he's saying something about your hair. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so we will get something like that, but it's it's more of a, um, sometimes it's not actually the spirit that's saying it. It's actually your guides telling us to say it. Okay. So sometimes. For that purpose. Some, yes, sometimes. So even, but sometimes the medium doesn't even know if that's what's happening. Yes. Well, that yeah. would be fit, understandable because yeah. there's a lot yeah. to interpret. So if you're going to put weight on whether or not you believe that the person in front of you is speaking to the person that you want to connect to in spirit, a dead person that was once a human, if you want to, if you're putting that as your, this is going to cement it for me, wrong idea. Because that, that medium. Would be common. That would be such a common thing though. Exactly. Yeah. So that medium might actually be receiving that information from your guides and sometimes just not be experienced enough to know that that's where it's coming from, but also just not tell you that's where it's coming from, just tell you the information and then you, and not by deceit, but just you assume that they've got it from your dead person. But it's really your guides. Your guides. Yep. Which is why most of the time in a session, a mediumship session, I'll say to the client, when I say they, I'm referring to your spirit guides. If it's anyone other than your spirit guides, like your loved ones in spirit, I'll introduce them and tell you who it is that's speaking. But 
for all purposes, if I say they, I'm talking about your guides. Yeah. So at least you know the information and where it's coming from and the source. But they're the two things that I would say to him, I yep. guess. One, that it's not the medium most of the time. So don't make it whether the medium is doing is legit because you're asking too many questions there to solve too many of your problems. It's too parallel questions yeah. really is this medium the shit legit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and is my loved one there yeah, correct yeah and it's sort of merging them together yeah and then you know you've got you've really got to know that the medium is being very clear about the source yes because i can know lots of things about people that your spirit guides will tell me what you had for breakfast but i could easily yeah. very well just lie or just assume that because your dad's here he's telling me what you had for breakfast because he was watching you eat your breakfast <laughs> correct and that's up <laughs> okay. to me to um interpret and deliver yeah so that's your delivery that's yes. you that's on you yep. to discriminate and that's pretty that's great like something else to point out and be aware of that the information is coming from those different sources, whereas mm. we might not always be aware of that. Yeah. And I was also fascinated when you were talking about um, our loved ones that have passed over and they don't get that the people back here want that proof that mm. it is them and there is, you know, life after because that's one of our biggest questions as humans. That's one of the, you know, like mine and I've talked about this before, Nan, come come back and, you know, show me stuff and bloody blah, blah, but they forget that. The well, second they leave us. it's not that they forget it. It's that they have a consciousness that is higher, that is aware that humans don't have that consciousness. And if it was up to your nan who died to go over and be the whole point <laughs> of solving this mystery on earth, like really? Like, like everyone. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone. We're, we're not yeah. meant to know. It's mm. meant to be a question. We of are faith. meant to search. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's meant to be a level of faith there and faith is uncertain and unknown. That's why it's faith that it's that it is. I love it's that. It's not That's proven. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. it's not that they that they don't get it or anything, but they have no desire to want to share that because they understand that your level of consciousness will not will not understand it. Won't we'll, even get it. No. My head would explode. Correct. <laughs> correct. That's cool. Yeah. Love that though. Hmm. Yeah. All of that we haven't even really got too much into hot topics from surviving death. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Have you got a question or did you want to hear my question first? No, no I want you to go first. I, um, it wasn't a specific question, but what really interested me and what I had n never heard about before was um, something called ectoplasm mm -hmm. from our <laughs> physical medium that's on <laughs> surviving death. Mm -hmm. That just really engaged me and intrigued me. Mm. And, and my question is not, is it real? Is it not real? Um, but more, um, what? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's. Obviously very rare, which you would have known now from watching the show. It's a yeah. very, very rare phenomena um, that does require um, a, a level of um, channeling or um, surrender, I'm going to say, for everyone else better to understand. So, For the person, for yes. that physical medium that was doing it. Yeah. Yep. So you really have to – so, like, to be a psychic – and, and this is not by any means like um, exact science and statistics, but just just as an example. Yes. So say I'm just sitting in my spirit room where we are now and I've got 100% of my consciousness. To do the psychic stuff for me would take up 10% of my consciousness. For a lot of people that are just starting out or not me, then it will take up more percentage of their consciousness. So the, the more... Um, the more practiced, experienced and conditioned you get in order to achieve the consciousness, the less you use. Then when I do mediumship, it would probably go up to about 60% of my consciousness is gone. And then the other 40% is, um, is just my human self and me being able to deliver and still be Tracy enough. But the other 60% is Stacy. <clears throat> now, I choose to go that far. Um, because I like to be able to take it as far as I possibly can before shit starts to get weird for the person in front of me. But if I was to go to even 65%, 70%, 75%, I'm going to start 
changing parts of me. So my voice is going to change. My eyes are going to change the way that they look. Even around the 60% mark that happens. The more you give over. The more you give over, the more is going to be affected by you. So when you do, but then if you're a, um, again, experienced and conditioned psychic medium, it doesn't take as much to be able to just do it. So I can speak to spirit and I could just use 20% to do what I do, but the experience would be different. So I can speak to them, but if I want to see what they look like, I have to give it a bit more. If the more I want, the more clear I get, the more um, um, sort of meshed in with that being, the more I have to give over. So yep. for a physical medium where the ectoplasm is, they're almost giving everything over and they are just remaining human. Like they are just keeping their spirit here. It's almost like death. It's like you keep going and you're gone. Like you, there, there's no coming back. It's like you're gone. Wow. Is that so, why, yeah. Is that why she was sitting in a sort of made up booth? Well, she's sitting in the, she's creating that environment in order to raise the consciousness. So it, it, it's, that means that you can get further faster. Right. So it's, it's just like a modality almost. It's like, these are tools that assist us in being able to raise our consciousness. It's why she has the singing. It's why she has the darkness. It's, it's why she has the certain people that she yes, has. Yes, the people. Yeah. yeah. So these, it's all orchestrated in order to get further spend, like further consciousness spend without taking less from the person. So she would have probably had to have gone on a strict diet before. I can't remember whether she talked about that, like whether she drank or ate beforehand and what she did, think, but that would all be a part talk, of it. I can't it. quite remember. Yeah. It's like preparing for a marathon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, the um, physical mediums, what was interesting is that they, they, they were very generalized in terms, well, they were very, um, not generalized, but they were very um, specific on how they were saying that a physical medium is someone who produces a physical manifestation separately. That's not necessarily the case. Oh, right. Okay. Um, it's, it's not the whole truth because um, physical mediumship um, can include um, full voice phenomena. So it's not just a physical form. It can be voice. Cause she was doing that too. She had a few different sort of personalities that came through. Yeah. So it can be a lot, but it doesn't always just mean the physical, that it creates a physical form somewhere. The physicality yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, so there's just, there's many levels yes. of the physical medium. Now, with the ectoplasm stuff, that is something that scares the freaking bejesus out of me. I suppose with good cause. Yeah. So for listeners that maybe haven't watched Surviving Death, how would you describe what ectoplasm is? Um, I would describe it as snot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would describe it as almost like a liquid form of your electromagnetic field. Oh, okay. So it's yep. like the electromagnetic field that we emit, but it becomes something that that is tangible, something that is physical. So it, it takes a different form and becomes a plasma rather than a wave or an, a, an electric current. And, and being such plasma, as you describe, is that why it gets excreted? Mm-hmm. That's a very nursey word mm-hmm. from here we go again, bodily orifices. Well, it would have to. How because else would it come in out? That form. Well, yeah. just when you were talking about the physical manifestation of mm-hmm. our electromagnetic field, mm-hmm. I my mind automatically went to like an aura sort yes, of correct. shape. Yes, correct, and that's what it usually is. But this is like snaking out of noses and mouths and ears and she, go, and she does go so far as to say other places too is possible. <laughs> she did say that. I'm not making this You up. loved saying that just then. I, Your I face truly she did. does yeah. go as far as saying. She did. And it's not just Sarah being rude. Is <laughs> But firstly, you know, holy crap. And yeah. secondly, it is more of a sort of a liquidy thing rather than a yeah, It's like an alien. Yeah. More questions. <laughs> yeah. It's um well that's it. Like that's why I'm just like, nah, I don't I that kind of stuff, it's like hard no for you. Well nope. Yeah. Nope the shit out of that. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it is um I feel like it is a different source 
that allows that to happen. What's the point of it? That's the other question. Okay. What, what, if, you know, what benefit is that? Unless there is a scientific study mm-hmm. or it does something to understand, like help us understand the connection between science and spirit, I'm not interested. Because they, they do talk a lot about that as well. They do. Yes. And that's what I'm interested in. Psychological, no, well, what's it called? Physiological, psychical, psychical research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so like when it comes to quantum physics and things like that and when it comes down to um, mixing science and spirituality, that's the conversation that I would like to have and yeah. I would be more than intrigued to sit in a classroom and just go to town on that and geek out on it. Yeah. But in terms of discovering or educating myself or studying or going further into and developing my abilities to be able to do that, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to do it because I don't see why not. Except I always talk about how I have no fear when it comes to what I do. There is something about that that doesn't induce what I would call fear, but I would call it a a discernment between what is the source that I am working with because I cannot get my head where it is at in my conscious awareness and where I'm at and my level. I cannot get my head to expand far enough to believe or to feel more importantly that the source is of the same realm that I work with wow it's pretty huge and I don't like I don't want to work with galactic realms I don't want to work with anything other than life after human death yeah I'm not interested like I'll work with angels and things like that but I just it's not it's not my expertise and I don't want it to be. Yes. And I would only be happy to have the proper conversations about it with people who are in the scientific and spiritual arena. But I would not, I I couldn't think of anything worse than sitting in a room with other people who want to talk about it from a mediumship standpoint. Mm -hmm. Like, get me out of here. I don't (laughs) want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, I'm not interested. Yeah. It's not your thing. No. But I believe it. I believe that it's legit. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, because they were showing um, ectoplasm going into liquid paraffin and making moulds of hands and stuff. That wasn't this lady. That was in the past, like ages ago. A long time ago. ago. Because Houdini was trying to debunk it by doing it in his own manner by saying that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. All very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But um, gross. (laughs) And for what? Comfortable. Yeah. And for what? And she's knackered afterwards too. Well, you would be because you're giving yep. over yeah, so much. So much. Um, it's pretty impressive though that she talks about how it takes her about an hour and a half before she comes back to herself. So yeah. she's obviously um, very well versed in what she does. Yeah, um, she said it was a long time sort of training, I suppose, yeah, to be able it to. It would. Yeah. And see, none of that, none of that, like, it, none of it sort of makes me want to go. I want to do that. That's next on my list to be oh, able to do. it's just not your thing. That's no. cool. But your understanding of it is... Yeah. And I believe it. Yeah. I just don't want to work with whatever it is that that source is. Mm. Fair call. Because I, I don't see the point. Yes. For you, there's yeah. no... It's not yours. Yeah. If, say, 20 years' time, the future of human advancement meant that I needed to start to take my abilities because I might be one of only a few who can do what I do needed to take it more down the scientific route to help discover ways to further human, you know, species and evolution, uh, evolution yeah. then I would so be up for the scientific side of it and to, to, to go into that kind of thing. But in terms of I don't understand how I'm supposed to practically apply that skill yeah, what do you to do help people and serve other than put on a show. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. So that's, that's that. <laughs> that episode. <laughs> it was just fascinating. Fascinating. Blackened out rooms and tape recorded music and holy Toledo. Yeah. What was your um, most interesting um, episode? Um, yeah, so my favourite episode would be the reincarnation episode where they – track those little kids and then they speak to them when they're older and how they don't really remember much. Um, I found it fascinating for many reasons, but um, 
one of them I felt was like, these are the, the, this is like, this fascinated me because this is like concrete evidence to me. This is just like, how can you still question reincarnation? Like it just made me really passionately want to have a discussion. Mm. It's just like, how can you still question reincarnation when people like me know it exists? Like anything that you saw in that series, I know like it's not even something I question. It's not an if, it's a how and who. It's just like, sure, yep, that happened. I know as much yep. as I am a, a girl, yep. I know that that stuff is... Yep. is there. And so the, the reincarnation thing, like these are children who should not know shit. <laughs> they just shouldn't know it. But yet they were getting like some serious amounts of hits um, and correct, you know, markers. Um, but also what fascinated me too was that um, the the boy, the, the, uh, the one who's now like a teenager um, and they took him to meet the daughter of the famous actor and he was the famous actor. Yes. Um, that his parents were um, quite religious uh, and that when when they kind of, when the mum was sort of at dire straits and came to the dad and just said, I think that this might be a past life thing and how even though in their religion reincarnation is not a thing, that they still managed to do that for their child. And that's, it's one of those things that I just think, I wish that every child who was gifted because so many children are gifted but they lose it because the parents don't acknowledge and and it just shows that 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 moment of capture of um that that how many adults we could have even existing but also coming up the ranks that are here to do amazing things and raise the consciousness if it wasn't for the parents closed-minded or just even ignorant or naive to it um and tunnel vision and conditioned yeah like all of that it's like amazing how some parents who can be so open-minded could create and we could have be so much more advanced in this area and we could do that very very quickly if people were just educating themselves more as parents in terms of being able to just pay attention to what your children are saying and to not discount it and to take it seriously and to be open to the potential because like we have Alaska I don't know if I've ever told you this but I thought I'd save it for the show anyway even if I had but (laughs) <laughs> Alaska Sounds typical you yeah my daughter will be eight in July um and she this is the house that we live in now is the house that she was born like she this is the, her only house that she's ever lived in she hasn't owned any others but she will still to this day talk about the house that she lived in before oh, wow she just always talks about the house that she lived in before but it's just me and her so she just remembers that her and I lived in this house together before what was it like? What um, she describes it. She's, she's just like, you remember my old bedroom? Like, and it used to be down those stairs. Um, and we had that, um, like she talks about, do you remember our old fridge at the old house and how it used to make that noise? Like she'll just say stuff and, I'm, and, and then she'll say something like, oh, do you remember when the TV used to be in the other room? Like, and she, she doesn't know she's saying this stuff that it, that, well, she doesn't know that when she's saying this stuff that it doesn't make sense for her life. Yeah. But. From my perspective, it's just like I like to have those conversations just to see where that's coming from. And I don't tell her it's not real. I just say to her, this is the only house that you've ever lived in, just to help her think that where is this coming from? Like what part of me is recognizing this? And it's just conversation. So there's no pressure. And like she's got me as a mum, so it's a little bit different. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just think, you know, I've got my three children who are all gifted in their own ways and all very different ways as much as they are the same. And I think if, even if you don't know, just to, just to recognize that your children are their own person and the universe, whether we like it or not, or whether people want to accept it or not, the consciousness is raising and it's raising for a reason. And our, like, it's going to raise through children. It's going to raise through procreation and through generations. And the longer we keep closed-minded and in fear about these kinds of things, which is why I love that this series is out, like it's not really something that I would watch because it's not new to me. Yeah. It's just a bit of a waste of time unless I have to do it for work. Um, the the education of it and for to bring this onto something like Netflix and for it to be a discussion and in the first place and for people to be interested in it and to, to just broaden their mind if all the parents that are listening could just 
apply what they've learned and just look at their kids differently and and just be open yeah how many of us just say oh you've got a great imagination yeah when yeah. really what's going on there and you you might be fascinated by what you can catch and it can only last for such a short period of time as well like sometimes the window of opportunity closes at seven you know like it just depends sometimes it closes just before puberty and then it never opens back up again so it's gone once yep. it's there, it's gone. Like the, the children have so many secrets. Like they have, they're the keeper of so much wisdom from the other side, you know, that they're, the, they're at the point that is closest to the last lifetime. Yeah, before they're told to forgot, forget or... Conditioned, yeah. yeah. Yep. And society and nurture and nature and wherever, medicine, all of it. Yeah. It's like their consciousness is the most purest that it can be. Is that why capture it? a lot of people, most people, like are so drawn to like the most beautiful thing, like of a newborn baby, like it really captures everyone's mm. imagination? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know if that's why, but that's a good thing to, it's a nice thing to think about. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? <laughs> um. Did you have any other questions about that series? Um, I might think of some, but I know we had some through. Yeah. Do you have that in front of you? Yes. So Go on then. I'm just going to read them straight from our social media. So over on our Facebook page, turns out she's psychic, um, Claire has written, love this series. So many questions came up while watching. I can't really remember them all, <laughs> but was wondering if you could channel a spirit who was a healer and have them work through you. Would love to know more about that. Thanks. Great question and absolutely. Um, I do it all the time. <laughs> I used to do it when I did energy healing um, with my hands, um, but now I do it um, through the psychological and the psychic counselling type way. Um, and so we, um, when we channel, I've got great visuals in, in my textbook called Hands of Light, um, but if you can imagine for a second that you're laying on a table and you're the person that's receiving the healing or you're sitting in the chair in front of me and you're the person receiving the healing. I'm the healer, obviously. So if you can just imagine where the two only human beings in this vision. Now, imagine above my head, I've got two energetic beings that exist there. They're my spirit guides. And above your head, you've got the same. Now, next to me on my right, there are some energetic beings. So let's just say there's three energetic beings that actually have almost like facial features. They almost look like they would be spirits, like ghosts of people who have crossed over. And so the three that are on my right in this vision are your grandfather, your grandmother, and your dad. And then on the, on the left-hand side might be, um, uh, I don't know, another energy that looks like it it's different to the others and it might be um, green, like it's like a green light and you can't really make it out, but you know that there's something standing there. Now, what I'm doing as a medium or as a channel and a healer is I'm opening up my energy to receive information from all of those sources. And I'm just using my human self without any knowledge of anything other than just who I am and experience, I'm using me to channel through the knowledge that they have. So I've got the knowledge of your ancestors who know where you've come from and, and why. And now that they've come full circle, they're able to understand what causes a lot of the physical illnesses on the human plane. I've got this green light over here who is Archangel Raphael. And so I'm using the healing energy that he provides or she provides, depending on what school of thought you come from. And I'm also using your guides who know you best and my guides who know me best. And so we're always channeling those entities. We can call in anyone. Like I could freaking call in, I don't know, Dr. Chan, Dr. Victor Chan and have wow. him come through if I wanted to. Like I wouldn't. Yes. But I could. Wow. If I was Victor's son or Victor's daughter or someone. like you had a link. Yes. Yep. You absolutely can. Um. So you can do that and I do it all the time. I do it all the time when it comes to understanding um, the root cause of people's issues or problems or symptoms um, and that's how I get there quick. So you might think that, oh, it's because of this and I'm like, no, it's because of this. And the way I know that is because of your guides and any dead people that are around you who are telling me. So it's not They're just physical you. healing, it's emotional and mental healing too. Nice. Did that answer that question? I think so. And then also when we're 
just at home being us without someone like you around. Is that why sometimes we can, like if we had an angel deck or we looked up the different archangels, we would know who to go to to ask for certain things, like you were saying the health, the healing, the... That's All it. The so other you call on their light, you call on their color. Yep. So like Reiki uh, masters and healers, um, they channel ascended masters and color rays and all of that sort of stuff. So, and then the the masters come through on the light rays, and so it, it it's just all a, a framework and a and for a, the energy modality to pass yeah. through that person. Uh huh. Gotcha. But yes, it happens all the time. Um, and believe it or not, um, many surgeons and doctors and nurses are doing it without realising they're doing it. Mm. And I reckon many doctors probably do it and know they're doing it and just would never admit to it, even to themselves. Wow. Um, I think. I actually once had a personal experience with a... Um, without going too far into detail, but it wasn't me when I was a child, um, with a child psychiatrist. And I was sitting in a room and in that room was a psychiatrist... A like pediatric psychiatrist, pediatric psychologist, um, a GP, and I can't remember who the person was on my left. And then there was the child. And um, one of the questions that was asked to the child was, do you hear voices? And the child said, um, yeah, all the time. And it was such an innocent answer. And me sitting there just going, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then the child's, I looked straight at the child psychiatrist. And when I saw, I'd never met this woman before, but when I saw her, I thought, damn, you're familiar. I just know you. Like, I know you. And I'd never have. Yeah. But I just knew her. I knew her energy. And she just looked at him and she nodded and smiled and then looked, without moving her head, just looked straight at me with her eyes and went, I trust that you're dealing with that. Wow. And I walked out and as soon as I left, I knew that it was Lakshmi. It was? Lakshmi. So right. she's an Indian goddess. Right. And I just knew that that was the energy. And I knew that this child psychiatrist knew exactly what was talking about was does he hear voices. And I knew that she saw me and I knew she saw him and I saw her and she knew I saw her. And it was, it was almost like no one in the room was even present for that. It was like everyone could probably not even recall what happened when that happened. It was weird, but it was powerful. But it happened. It happened. Wow, that's cool. Now, I know in her industry and in her world that that kind of belief or that kind of open mind um, would probably not be wild, widely accepted or even supported. Well received. Correct. Um, and maybe in certain circumstances, I don't know, maybe when there's been other um, factors sort of eliminated that you kind of get to a certain point. Yeah, surely it would be discretional. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But that was one example where I just saw it happen and I knew it. And even when I've had my things in the past, like when, when Luca was born um, and he was born dead and brought to life, like there was some special stuff happening in that room with those people and the, the midwife that was supposed to be there to deliver was the one that I used to call the wicked old witch and I was like, I am holding my legs together until she gets off her shift and in the end she was the one who needed to be there because he would have stayed dead otherwise if it wasn't for her. Wow. And um, then there was um, even with my kidney surgery and things like that, knowing that the surgery that I had and the complications that I had and the way that I could have just died from um, sepsis and, and all of that and ended up having Kerry Packer surgeon and how it all came together. And it was just crazy how they look after you, but how he works as well. Like my recovery was so minimal, like it just shouldn't have happened the way that it all happened. But you um, looked after yeah, and even um, so my appendix, um, when I was 21, um, I just woke up one day and obviously I had appendicitis and got rushed into the hospital and it, <laughs> we were living in Bondi and it was the same day as the um, Anzac Day march through the city and so they close all the streets down. Yes. The closest hospital to me at Bondi was Randwick Women's Hospital but it was closed and it wasn't taking any more patients. And so I remember hearing the ambulance say, where do you want us to go? And they rerouted them to Sydney Eye Hospital. 
but they had to close the march, shut down the march for my ambulance to go through to get to Sydney Eye Hospital and then restart the march. Of course they did. I know, right? I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) You had your own parade. Yeah. And then I remember um, my partner at the time, my parents lived like an hour and a half away. Um, And I remember my partner ringing my parents and saying, Trace has been taken to the hospital. They're not sure what it is. They think that it might be appendicitis, but they don't know. Come here now. So my mum and dad get in the car and they drive all the way into the city. And my my dad says, I don't want her, because they didn't know what it was straight away and they weren't sure it was appendicitis. But um, my dad said, I don't want her here. If she's going to have to have surgery and this is going to be something serious, I want her taken to the private hospital where we live. And then you can operate tomorrow. And the surgeon turned around and you don't tell my dad what to do. The surgeon turned around and said to my dad, if we move her, she will die. So it had ruptured or something. No, like but we didn't even know yet. Oh, you I didn't. just remember him saying that. Wow. And then they opened me up and they went straight to the appendix thinking that's what it was. And it burst in his hand as he was taking it out. Ugh. And it's just like something just came out. And through that just went, no, this is what's happening. That's it. (laughs) Like, this is what's happening. And I just know when those things happen that there's something more there, even though no one else in the room might be aware of it, I'm aware of it. Um, So healers definitely sometimes are doing it on purpose and sometimes they're doing it without even realising they're doing it. Um, it's almost like when you drive home and you've driven home so many times that you get you pull up in the driveway and you're like, fuck, I don't even remember half of that way home. I don't even remember going along that street. I don't even remember turning right at those lights. You yeah. just autopilot it. Yeah. Uh, another question. Yes. From Jaden. Um, could you give your thoughts on the people that maintained their connection to the other side after they've come back? There is a few stories that people have woken up very psychic after a horrific accident. Do you think this was in their blueprint? Uh, absolutely. Hi, Jaden. Hi, Jaden. Um, yes. So what Jaden's referring to is one of the episodes where, um, they they talk about near death experiences where they die and they have a certain experience in this sort of never, never land. And then they come back and they can recall all of these things from that space in time that they left. Yeah. Um, so that is like a, a full legit thing. Like, I mean, you could see they showed a couple of episodes of that. Like there are hundreds and thousands of people in these rooms that are part of these support systems where they're NDEs. talking about it. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for a lot of people, it changes their life in a way that they can't come back from um, because they feel so different and so disconnected and misunderstood and they feel crazy and unrelatable. And not only that, but they also then have this different view of life that no one else could possibly have unless they too had an experience that altered that perception. Um, it's not always just after a horrific accident either. It can, you know, be through lots of different things. It could just be routine surgery. Um, and, and that's totally fine. And sometimes even people can do it in their sleep. Um, but, um, in terms of, do you think that this was in their blueprint? Yes, I do. I think that they're part of a level of the human plane. Everyone's got different levels of consciousness. And I really think that those people who have that have got a different level of consciousness designed to make more of the web up. So like I have not had a near death experience. I've definitely had an out of body experience, but not a near death experience. And there is this, this, the, like, if you can think about the spiritual um, workings, it's like a spider web. And so I've got maybe a quarter of the web covered, but there is still three quarters of this web that I couldn't even begin to even imagine what exists. And so there are people who are in other parts of that web experiencing the different parts of it all. And it's almost like just illuminating certain areas and this is what they're here to do. Um, But most importantly, I think that people need to realise that the the it's not a scary place when we die. So when we die, it's nothing to be feared of. Like no one ever talks and comes back and says it was like fucking hell. I don't want to die. Some people don't even want to come back. A lot of the times I've heard people saying I've never known so much peace and happiness. And And then they have to live with the guilt when they come back. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was going to leave my husband and my children um, when like I, I would quite happily have died. Which is so hard, isn't it, yeah. to imagine here, you know, when you're making your child's bed or, you know, having such a wonderful experience, like how could I possibly ever 
willingly give this up. Yeah. Um, forget about it entirely. Yeah. Just transcend it. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yeah. When it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, the ones that do struggle with it, um, this is where the blueprint thing comes in. I think that it's just a really, um, because they've got this different level of consciousness or more advanced level of consciousness, let's call it, um, that um, it is part of their blueprint to uh, cause a ripple effect or to cause change or have a, like a massive expansion. And the ones who sit in the suffering of it, I get it. Like I sat in suffering for 35 years of my life. I get it. I get suffering. And I'm not saying that they're playing the victim or anything like that. But And you guys know like through the book and everything that that's not what I'm about. But if they're choosing to look at it as um, that it is destroyed their life or their life has never been the same in a, in a, in a negative way, um, that they're they're contracting they're not using it to expand and we're not given these things to continue to contract it's only given to us when we're ready to expand and that's if I could give everyone that message that's what I would say with everyone and it's the same thing with the blueprint situation and I don't know what it is I can't even begin to pretend to know what it is about them and their blueprint that that lets them have that experience but what I do know is that it's more common than you would know um and I think that's a really good question to ask. Yeah, it's specific to each person, you know, I suppose, and for them to explore into that. Absolutely. It um, would be difficult to try and find the correct support, as you say, because it's not widely accepted, known about, talked about, you know, where do you go for support? Is that the best place for you to go? Like there'd be so many unknowns, so it would be well challenging. The- Absolutely. I mean, the first place to go is always with people who understand you and the ones who understand you are the ones who've had it too. But then you want to sort of segregate into the ones who are making something of it rather than making something out of it. It's exactly the same if you get diagnosed. Like when I got diagnosed with my autoimmune, I remember the doctor saying to me, jump on, there's heaps of um, Facebook support groups these days. You guys are so lucky now, like not lucky, but you guys are so fortunate now that you've got these opportunities for support systems where you don't have to leave your home and online systems. And I got on and joined a couple of um, support systems for my specific autoimmune And I lasted about three weeks because I was like, this is toxic. Like this is people with an issue who just want to talk about their issue. And cool, go for it. Not my place. I want to go towards people who are choosing to thrive, not ignore it, but acknowledge it and make the best out of their situation and encourage and motivate and inspire how to live my best life with this. It's not a disability. It's exactly the same with anything that happens to us. You can choose to look at it, it's happening for you or it's happening to you and what you want to do with it. Yeah. And a a near-death experience is no different because there is negative and positive light and dark in everything and it's so fucking simple. Um, So, yeah, you would find people who um, had also had that situation and that circumstance or experience and then you would segregate into the group that serves you best. And if there was a group of people that was large enough that was going for the four, then maybe we'd be able to make some headway into this whole experience, you know. Maybe if there was some that were brave enough, there probably is plenty that have been brave and that are choosing to be brave as we speak to show up and find out why from a grander perspective other than just a one-person perspective. Like how does this serve greater than me outside of me? It's not about me. It's got to be about It's got to be about us as a grand oneness, a one consciousness as opposed to little old me having this one experience and it's just me and no one understands. But by the same token, it is them. So what can they take with it to make something of it? Because everyone's so different. Yeah, but what they can take from it is to recognise that the reason why you've been given this lesson is to not make it about you. Yeah, exactly. For one example. Yeah. Makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> I'm just saying because it's their unique person, there is something uniquely in them that they can shine a light on it from from their oh, yeah, experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. the ego them. Yes. Just so yeah, there's something them about them. them that, because yes. they might be a Puerto Rican yes. woman from a minority group or whatever. And so there is a reason why specifically her on a greater scale, yes, but then on, a, on an individual unique scale, it's probably because she can speak to a minority group who wouldn't normally have a voice. Yes. I don't know. Exactly. Is that so what you mean? What, yeah. What have they got that's uniquely them that they can... Take on into that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it. Yeah. And it's, it's all about... Sorry, you go. go. (laughs) No, I was just going to say it's really um, 
above all just a matter of changing our thinking into like that mindset of what can we do with this rather than sitting in like you were saying that victim mentality contraction yeah Yeah. it's just a matter of changing our thinking which is it sounds so simple but it is there's layers on our thinking even just being aware of how we think yeah and that's so simple just change it but exactly but at one point it's you know if you keep doing the same thing expecting a different result yes um and ultimately it's really not hard to just make the opposite decision to what we've been making so if you've been getting a certain result and it's consistent and you know it start it's not hard just start by doing the complete opposite you just need to do something different and the easiest thing to go to is the opposite does that make sense yes it does are we um, all listening people <laughs> are <you all> still here <laughs> um but you know like in terms of like taking it your own way it's like i'm not the only medium there's lots of other mediums out there we have a greater purpose for that however i choose to do it um for certain specific ways and I and you know I'm not the only um psychic who is also a healer and so I usually specialize with people who are self-sabotaging and have some kind of alcohol drug or sexual um abuse or some kind of trauma in their life related to those three topics they're my usual client and that's my niche because it's unique to my experiences and so each each person has their own energy that vibrates with other people's energy and it's going to feed that. But no, that's not going to happen if people don't do it. That's right. Like this this podcast would not be happening if I wasn't doing what I'm doing and you're not doing what you're doing. Yep. Action is what causes the flow and what causes the change. And here we all are. Thanks, listeners. You're all part <laughs> of that too. So. Yay. <laughs> Go us. Um. I have an interesting uh, comment as well that um, C. Scotty wrote on our Instagram where she said, Hello. Hi. (laughs) It says, it was interesting for me that most people I spoke to who watched it were less sceptical because things had happened to professionals and well-educated people In in the show, therefore validating for them that this could be real. Interesting. <laughs> Kick in the dick, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it is. Um, but again, something that when you're me, um, that kind of stuff is just, you just know that that exists out there. And I roll. Yeah. It's really just like, well, those people who assume that the ones who are the most educated, and I'm not. Um, I'm not generalizing and I'm not trying to um, like put everyone into one basket because I know not everyone's the same, but the ones who think that they're the most educated and then look down on the ones that are spiritual um, are really the ones that are um, the ones that need the most awakening, the ones who are least connected, the ones who are least evolved, the ones who are most in contraction in most areas of their life. Um, I was... Um, listening to something the other day I think it was a podcast and it was two men talking and they were talking about the topic of um, niching and niching your business right and one of the the interviewer is an expert in his field but he was interviewing another expert in his field and he they were talking about how niching basically changed their business and the guy the guy who was being interviewed who is like a billionaire was saying it's like the saying that we have and this is the first time I have ever heard this saying but I thought wow he said it's like when we say choose a fucking chakra and the guy started the interviewer started laughing and I was like I don't get that joke like that's an obviously a next level douche joke that I'm hearing for the first time (laughs) And then he explained it a little bit and he goes on basically to say, like, you know, people who are in the woo-woo industry, and I'm like, thanks, people who are in the woo-woo industry, they just want to fix everyone. They just want to work it all out for everyone. They want to bring everyone into harmony and heal everyone. Like he was so condescending and patronising all at the same time. And I'm just sitting there driving my car going, I want to crash. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that bin looks like a good target. And then he's just like, they just need to choose a fucking chakra. Don't try and help all of their chakras, just pick one. I'm like, but first of all, you sound like an idiot who doesn't know what they're talking about. And secondly, fuck off. (laughs) But I thought that was really insightful. That was the next level of douche Mm. to me. And I'm just thinking, are you kidding me right now? Let's not be holistic. (laughs) Like there was just so much wrong with what I was listening to. Don't look at the whole world. Just look at this one blade of grass. Yeah, well, kind of. But ultimately, like I understand what he was saying. I understand the point of it. But I just thought how freaking just rude and obnoxious and ignorant and arrogant and every single one of those douche words that fall under that umbrella are you being right now about a whole entire community yeah like it's like next level sort of some sort of ism wow (laughs) I know and then I'm thinking and you're a billionaire yeah of course Mm. certain attitudes and and um the people like anyway it was kind of just really eye-opening and it was the same sort of time that I read that comment from C Scotty and it's just like yeah those people though and it's those people in the bunny ears that would be the people that fall into the way that she's saying it um it just shows you how swayed they are by their own sense of reality I've been researching for work lots of um Articles on self-awareness, mm-hmm. if we were to call all of that self-awareness. And they've done – there's lots of surveys and studies available out there, but there was a really good one that I came across last week where they surveyed lots of people on different areas of self-awareness to get a whole picture of how or where they are in lots of different facets. But they gave the same survey to people at all different levels, uh, right from the top executive level down to – you know, a floor worker, shall we say, in management in the middle. And the the, the highest levels of self-awareness were for the people working the floor. The worst <laughs> levels, like the worst overestimation of their capabilities, therefore the lowest self-awareness. Or the highest. Were the highest. Yeah. And that's not it's surprising. Very clear. Yeah. Very but clear. Who doesn't who who does that surprise? No one. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from those ones up there. It's, but it's fascinating. Well, it is very fascinating and that's why I love the psychology behind the spiritual and the, the back and forth of that as well because um, it just goes to show, um, it goes to show, I guess, what people value. Like it really comes down to your values as in what what is your currency, what what matters to you will determine what your belief systems are usually. What your focus is. Yeah. And sometimes we need those people who are all the way up there to be arrogant pricks because it makes them the best at who they are and what they do. And we need them to be the heart surgeons. We need them to be the brain surgeons. We need them to be the inventors. We need them to be those people who aren't curious, who aren't going to want to heal, who aren't going to want to do anything but channel their energy in a specific source, and that's okay. Um, It's when they throw judgment that I will throw judgment back. Or not judgment, I'll just throw a mirror back. Um, Yeah, Um, mirror, yeah. But I think think that the people that are up there, they're just where they are on their journey, and that's okay. And I would have nothing to say to them if they didn't have anything to say to me. Yeah, you don't have to... You know, no. cut someone else down on your way where you're no. going. No, but they quite often do and they quite often do it by just silence. They quite often do it by non, like they just don't interact. It's just this this ignorance and um, segregation. There's a separateness um, and it's just, you know, actions speak louder than words. Um, but it's a shame in terms of how... Um, humans still haven't yet quite been able to um, work out how to integrate um, both worlds for the best of human 
wellness, you know, like integrating science and spirituality together will bring so much. And in spaces where it is done, it works and people see it and it's proven. Um, it's just a shame that on the higher levels where those things are that um, that that hasn't been integrated yet. And I don't think I'll see it in this lifetime, but I hope I do. I hope you do. I hope that wasn't Stacey talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I think like in the first episode of um, Surviving Death where what was she? She was a... A thoracic was she a thoracic surgeon or oh, a spinal I'd forgotten all about her maybe she was a spinal um, surgeon yes a spinal surgeon yes yep um and she had that experience right. and it's just like yep. the ones that are in those spaces the ones who are science 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 this is not how it should be I don't get it um they're they're not immune to these experiences uh and so the more people like her that speak out the better yeah. Um, because it's not going to be the people who are doing it that are going to wake up the people who aren't doing it. If they're too far, like I'm on a different planet. Yeah. And they're on a different planet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're more than welcome to come to my planet, but they don't want to. I think in today's day and age with so many different modalities of communication and we're all connected at a faster speed, do you, it, we'll get there. It's picking up so. momentum. It's just a... It's just one of those things. Well, this is where it comes We're all down to fickle beings. <laughs> yeah. And this is where it comes down to nourishing our children. Yes. For all that they are. And not letting them lose that part of their spirit and their essence because then I spend my entire life and I'm paid to teach people how to go back into alignment with their essence and their spirit. You and it's don't like track. Yeah. Better late than never. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of bravery to be able to do that. Yep. Um but overall, most of our listeners um, and people that commented on our socials loved the series. So if you haven't watched it, go and check it out. And if you have more questions, send them through because I'm happy to answer them as we go along or even just drop it on socials and we can have a chat on socials. Yeah, keep it coming. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I loved being able to answer questions. Did you have any more? Not that I can think of now. I'm going to go back and review it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's fascinating. You know, it's not spoken about enough. So mm. I think it's really intriguing and interesting to speak about that series with someone like yourself with a, a different perspective. Yeah. A deeper understanding, deep, deeper perspective. So it's cool. Thank you. Um, someone commented as well. I don't remember. Oh, it was over on the um, Raise Your Vibe bootcamp page, right. the group. Um, and she was talking about um, aliens. Oh, and yes. She was saying, like, "We definitely need to talk more about aliens. We'll have alien episodes." Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was talking about the consciousness and how are they a more advanced consciousness, um, and how all of that interacts. But you know, that's another part of that spider web as well, in terms of the people who are having experience with interdimensional beings. And um, for me. When she said, you know, what's what's my take on it? She was asking what my take was. Could I talk about what I know just to enlighten her a little bit more? And ultimately for me, I'm at that stage in my awareness where it's not if, it's not a question. It's like the same as mediumship. It's just not a question for me. It's who, how, and why. Yep. And so if a series was to come out a little bit like Surviving Death but I guess there's millions of series out there when it comes to um, UFOs and aliens and interdimensional beings and everything. But if one was to yeah. come out in a format that was much more commercial and digestible like Surviving Death, which would relate to people like our listeners far better than the ones that are being very um, esoteric in their nature and their titles and hidden amongst different special um, categories in Netflix and Stan and yeah. all those stations. If there was to be one like that, it would be really great to have another conversation about... Um, that and how these days there are a lot of people in the spiritual industries and some of them are my friends who talk to and of connecting with interdimensional beings and it's just another part of that web which is really cool. That's why I love watching um, interviews with extra dimensionals yeah. on Gaia. Yeah. I had a subscription to FMTV and that rolled over into Gaia so now I'm on Gaia watching a show with Ruben Langfield, I think his name is, and he interviews channelers and there and he talks, he interviews two aliens. Yep. The <laughs> yep. Extra dimensional being from loads of different realms. So mm. it's it's blow your mind. Yeah. It's yep. cool. It'd be cool if Netflix 
brought that out. Yeah, something that like people could sort of just consume in yeah. in a way that wasn't so intimidating and a little yeah. bit easier to understand in a format. Um, I think that a lot of people have appreciated it yeah. uh, and it's opened people up a little bit more, which is great. Um, but if we do an episode on that, then I'll have to get my audio of me channeling <laughs> and we can play it for a little bit. It's on offer. It's, on <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Let us know. Is Alien Talk too much for you guys? Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit here and there would be fun. Yeah. I'm why not? <laughs> We're open. <laughs> Thanks, listeners, for tuning in again. Have an amazing week. See you next time. Bye. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turns out underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at TOSP Podcast.